this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Today on Penny Dreadful, Penny Dreadful, we talk about duality, salty and sweet. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, Dreadfuls. Welcome back to the Demi Wand. Back to After Buzz TV. We are here doing Penny Dreadful, Season 3, Episode 2. Predators, far and near. Great episode. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, we have a full panel today. <laughs> Ladies, introduce yourselves. Hey, what's up? I'm Angela Strzok, and you can find me on Twitter at TheAngelaStruck and on Instagram at Angela Strzok. Hey, guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. Hey, guys, I'm Joel Monique, and you can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. There you go. Welcome, Joel. You weren't here last week, so welcome to the panel. Glad to be here. Thank you. Predators far and near. Real quickly, what were your thoughts? Angela, let's start with you. I thought it was a great episode. I thought there was uh, the duality theme, you know, we saw throughout with Dr. Jekyll and, I mean, so so much of the episode. But I, I thought it was great. Very gothic, very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting. I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. I loved this episode. I feel like the first episode was just setting up this whole season, and now we got a lot of information in one episode, and I thought it was really cool. Anytime Patty Lapone is here, I am here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> yes. Um, did, did you enjoy the episode? Yeah. Other than Patty Lapone? <laughs> oh, yeah. The whole episode was great. Patty's just a highlight. Yeah, the um, start to finish is a pretty exciting episode. I mean, we'll have to talk about that ending. I was going to say that was kind of cool about the episode, too, is we got so many comments last week. People predicting that Dr. Sweet was going to be Dracula, and everybody was right. Yeah, you guys knew it. Good call. Thank you, everyone, who commented, rated, and subscribed you know, to the last week's episode. You guys were fantastic and spot on. Yeah. So keep up with comments. We read it all, and we'll give you shout-outs. Um, you know, so get, keep it up. Um, but let's quickly talk about Sir Malcolm Murray. We only saw like a little bit of him, but I think it was enough, a short amount of time on screen. He's writing a letter to Vanessa again, so they are still in correspondence, and he's with Katane. What an interesting character he is. And we're seeing a little bit more of him every single episode. Now the second time around, second episode with him, what are your thoughts of Katane? Well, in this episode, uh, his storyline gets a little bit deeper when we found out what happened to his family and then the real connection, I guess, uh, to Ethan. Mm -hmm. And I think in the first episode, I got the feeling that, okay, well, maybe he likes Ethan. Maybe there's a little bit of a friendship there, but I think it's more of a 
hatred, and but there is still a connection that I'd like to see in person, not in Ethan's dream. Yeah. There seems to be a duality there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a love and a hate relationship um, that has evolved between the two of them, which has a lot of layers, and it'll be exciting to see as we learn more about what's going on there. Um, but he's a very interesting character. A uh, very scary character. So it's a very questionable character. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we can trust him yet. I don't either. Even no. though everything he's said so far that we know as the audience has been true. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, like, very... it's enough to believable to believe. Him. Well, he's kind really of upfront to me. Like I don't feel like there's a lot that he's trying to hide. Like he's a man on a mission. He's gathering people that he needs to get to trudge forward on this mission. We're not 100 percent clear on what exactly it is he's trying to do, but I feel like he's been as upfront as possible at this point. I know, but I feel like he's a man who's still also very filled with secrets. Yes. Yeah. Sure. And what we know about him is all that he wants to reveal to us yet. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, the conversation with Ethan was so different than the impression that we got from his conversation with Sir yeah. Malcolm. When he was talking with Sir Malcolm, he said, this is my son, you know, it's our son, and, and it kind of seemed like he was trying to go save Ethan, and now I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Mm. Um, and obviously the discussion that was aggressive and volatile with Ethan was a totally <laughs> different feel. So, yeah, something something isn't... Okay, so what are your takes on this? Well, well we see Captain and he takes that pipe and he gets into this vision, which also pulls Ethan into the same vision and whatnot. But what do you think of the vision and what we learned out of this between Ethan being... We now know that Ethan killed... Katane's family. Hmm. So there's a lot of animosity between those two. Right. But I also think it's kind of weird because then he called him Apache. He was like, if you're not Apache, you're nothing. So I don't understand. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. If it was like maybe he had pulled Ethan in to his family before and betrayed the family once he was like inside, or if that's something that can come later. Yeah, I thought maybe it came later. Like maybe he killed the family and then he was like, fine, become part of our crew and help us out. Kind of. I don't know. That was my impression. Well, I I took it back from season one. We we learned that Ethan was raised by the Apache tribe and whatnot. So now knowing being part of Katane's family and whatnot, that he did take Ethan under his wing, became family, saw him as family, and then was betrayed by Ethan by killing his family actual family yeah it seems to be a weird line though because Ethan seems to be one more offended by his presence than anything and there doesn't seem to be a lot of remorse as far as like it doesn't seem like stay away from me because I did you wrong and I feel bad and I want to kind of be away from you it kind of gives off a sense of like you did something to me and you need to stay away from yeah, me so I'm wondering what the flip side of the story to kill your yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely think there's... I thought so, too, because there was, like, a a disconnect between what we learned from Katane's side Mm -hmm. and what we learned from Ethan's. Yeah, I think we'll learn more, get deeper into the storyline with that as uh, the season continues, at least I... We're just scratching the surface on that relationship, I think. (laughs) We are, we are. And, you know, Sir Malcolm's just kind of a part of that. He's kind of along for the ride. Mm -hmm. You can see a lot from him. (laughs) So I I feel like we'll probably get more episodes that really do 
deep more deeply into Sir Malcolm. I did think the discussion that he had with Katney, though, about um, his relationship with Vanessa was kind of interesting, though, Mm -hmm. um, that he kind of hated her at a time, and then it grew to a love in this different way. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and I I saw that as a comparison, too, because I love how you bring that up, because, yes... Um, Sir Malcolm Murray had a hard time with Vanessa, but saw her as a daughter. And I think Katane has the same relationship with Ethan, has exactly. a hard time with him, sees him as a son. Yeah. So. They both lost children as well in violent, kind of terrible ways. There's a lot of similarities between those two characters. Yeah. 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 But I think that's where the unconditional love comes in, where they, no matter how much went between those, anyone that, like, you're still going to go after and help save them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. Me too. Very mm-hmm. good. Um, but we also learned that we have the new guy, Franklin Osto, who plays the federal marshal. Do you think he's going to play a bigger character? I mean, Rusk has always been the guy who's always after Ethan, mm-hmm. but now that federal marshal is there, I think it's going to be a clash of jurisdiction. <laughs> it's hard. They didn't present him in a way of like, they have this way of presenting characters that are going to play big roles and kind of flashier uh, usually coming from around corners and like big reveals, <laughs> like da, da, da. Um, which I didn't really yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't really feel like we got that with the marshal, but I really wouldn't mind seeing his personality uh, play off the I can't remember his name now the London detective got R- uh, Russ Russ yeah Russ. it would be interesting to see them kind of traversing through desert to see if Russ you know Russ thinks pretty highly of himself he's gonna like oh, yeah. handle this desert he's like, and he's I, like I, I know this. where I'm going I don't even need you and it's not he's a hunt. proven himself capable before but this is like a whole new element so I wonder how well he'll actually do out there. I loved that scene because um, I loved how Rusk was just being like, if you want to come along for the ride, like whatever, I'm doing my thing. And um, I can't, what's what's his name? The new character? Franklin Osto. So he kind of said to him, how are you going to do this? And I loved the scene. He picked up his cigarette or he was lighting his cigarette with the match with one hand because he only has one hand. And I thought it was just such symbolism for the fact that he's like, I I move you know I I do whatever I have to do to survive. I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna handle this situation. So just let me just get out of my way. Yes, and I liked that. I love it. And well, we also see on the map because they're all talking that they're moving closer <coughs> to the Talbot Range. So Ethan's getting closer to his father, which means the father's gonna come very soon, you guys. I love werewolves, and I am prepared for this pack. Like oh, I want to so know ready. what their whole pack mentality is. Because we don't have at least in today's popular culture, we don't have a lot of like werewolves in history. There's a lot of today in, in high school and other weird things, but like in history, like full path. I'm really excited. <laughs> I think mm. it should be fun. Uh, one more thing, the, the, the Caskabelle, that's, you know, the area that Ethan's currently in. Mm-hmm. Caskabelle is actually a type of snake. Just mm-hmm. letting you guys know. Oh. little random trivia for you. Interesting. But and we did have that full rattlesnake, too, when we went back yeah. to the museum. Yeah. It, well, mm. also in the vision, in we the, saw a snake. Yeah. 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 So I, I was wondering, like, well, we obviously we got scorpion, wolf, and snake. Catanae, the snake. And, and snake. So cask, cascabel. <laughs> Devilish in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all interesting creatures. Mm. I wonder, I can't. We Darker gotta look creatures. up the poem from last season because the witch brings it up. I'd follow you anywhere, like Wolf oh, of God. Gosh. And I know there were a lot of animals in that the thing that they deciphered at the end of last season. Well, um, but you have to think about it like wolves, scorpions, snakes. Um, they're like they all have a negative connotation mm-hmm. to them. Nocturnal yeah. danger. Nocturnal. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But 
Uh, all right. Anything else about them two? All right. I think let's move on to Dorian and Lily. We see them in this episode. I'm so happy to see them. What an opening scene. What an opening scene. Oh, my goodness. So good. So good. I I was, like, watching it. Yep, it's definitely Penny Dreadful. Yeah, (laughs) right. We see them go to this London undertow brothel kind of place, getting this woman that they're selling for prostitute. Guys peering in. Oh, it's nasty. Oh, it's disgusting. I didn't even know if it but, was prostitution so much. They were like, we're just going to mutilate this girl. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like it's a, a weird sick, show. Yeah. It's a perverted um, situation. And you actually thought that... I, I loved seeing Lily now because her character is so different. She's so mm. confident. She's so fabulous. She's, you know, wearing dark colors. And I she know. felt just perfectly... She seemed just at home in that perverted <laughs> dungeon right? sex. Next chamber yeah and then they shoot up it's like we have another shoot up all those headshots there's a lot of shooting in Mm -hmm. the show so far i know yeah a lot of guns um but yes i loved how you brought that up because i also have that in my notes too because when we see they take the girl you are now my Mm. Interesting. Yeah, real possessive. I was yeah. trying to think which is going to be worse for her. To like, maybe she would have been better staying there and getting mutilated. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's like a, you know, I'll t- I'll take the latter. Yeah, it's like a fun way to adopt like, someone. You yeah, know? just like force them into your life. That's a twisted way to adopt someone to your life. Should not be laughing at now. But we, okay, so we see the next day the girl wakes up in bed and uh, walks down the stairs. She's in white. She was Lily, that. like yeah. Yeah. Hair in black. The girl was in white, and Dorian and Lily were in black. Yeah, dancing again and white lace too. I seem to remember Lily yes. wearing mm-hmm. white, white lace, lace. doe eyed, staring at the room with no makeup, just plain, simple, naive, innocent. Yes. Innocent fairy. Um, what do you think of Lily's behavior during this and talking to this girl? I'm hoping you guys will know because I really don't know how to feel or if I can trust her. Like, after Dorian killed his lover in the most just shocking way, I was like, anything can happen. Like, oh, we've no. entered Game of Thrones territory as far as, like, <laughs> oh, no one is safe. And Lily seems to be kind of teeter-tottering back and forth between, like, I can, with my newfound power, I can help this person but also I have, like, an unquenchable bloodlust. Uh, so I'm not really <laughs> sure where she's going to fall with this girl. I don't feel like this girl is completely safe, but I did like their conversation a whole lot mm-hmm. of, like, what Lily promises her and whether she'll keep that promise or not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's kind of um, very, by whatever means necessary. So I think mm-hmm. she's trying to, I think I think she has good intentions, but I don't know what she's going to do to this girl in order to you know, further her cause. Yeah. So, what do you think, Renee? I think she definitely has uh, good intentions, but I don't think she... I think she knows that she doesn't have a good good way about going about it because she even says, like, stay away from my path um, to uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. And I think that just goes to show... I mean, she knows what she's doing, but she knows it's not going to be, like, a walk in the park. Mm. So do we think this this young girl will be taken under their wing? Yes, because she seems like a young, innocent Brona before she was turned Lily. Yeah. They have a lot of similarities, Lily mm-hmm. and this new girl. Did we ever catch her name? I didn't catch her name. No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I Maybe they did that intentionally, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think she so is worthy like, of a name. Re- yeah. But, like, rebirth? Yeah. Like, Brona slash Lily got reborn into Lily, and maybe this new girl will get reborn into someone else. 
Yeah, I think she will. That yeah. we may know from the iconic literatures, but I, may not. It I could don't know. be a completely new character. I feel like they're trying to build some sort of army mm-hmm. for whatever they're doing, and I think that this, I mean, to get someone to fight for you, they need a reason to fight, so they're finding specific people that will uh, fight for Lily's cause, so they're finding... Um, women that are that were in like Lily's situation for instance and I don't think like a name I don't think she's gonna have a big influence aside from being part of something for Lily well it's interesting because it kind of reminded me of the broken and shunned creatures Dr. Sweet saying Mm -hmm. he protects them and that's kind of what she's doing she's trying to protect them and be their defender and um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, parallel. I, I do like that idea of building an army between those two because it seems like this girl that we just got introduced has the same personality as Barona did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like spitting a, on him. Yeah, and, yeah. it's the yeah. same fiery, like, like-minded yeah. people that mm-hmm. they're going after. Yeah, and the show has a, a pretty strong history of introducing kind of soft, demure girls and very quickly showing like. They will cut some yeah. people. <laughs> They're not afraid. Yeah. I'm interested to see what her darker side is. It's clear she's like ready to fight. Mm-hmm, like, I don't mm-hmm. think there'll be any hesitation in if we get her next episode and maybe getting her first kill. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, oh, sorry. I was yeah. just gonna say they didn't have to do a lot of convincing her. Yeah. It seemed yeah. like she was like. I agree. Um, it was interesting to see like a softer kind of, but still devilish side of Lily in this mm-hmm. episode, especially her talking to the girl. And convinc- pretty much convincing her and drinking the Kool-Aid. And then, um, but now we see Lily actually go up to Victor. How about this conversation? I think it shows I her th- empathetic. I don't think she's a complete sociopath yeah. anymore. I was so yeah. convinced she didn't have a conscience. Yeah, and finale then, left you like, oh yeah, God. I was like, nope, she's, 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 she's gone. A monster. But maybe she's not so far gone. Maybe she really does have a cause and she knows how to... Um, act upon that and that's not in the nicest way and she wants Victor out of her way so she can do her thing but she definitely still cares for I mean she has to care for Victor a little bit to to say that yeah yeah I was really surprised because I I also didn't think that there was any love lost for Victor Um, and so to see her be like this is what I am now you need to take a couple steps back Reevaluate, and even I. What I thought was really poignant was like, "This is just first love for you. Oh, <laughs> like, I know. You're gonna get over this, that sweetie." Was so yeah. sad, though. Uh, it was so, poor, poor Victor. I, I thought it really showed her humanity again. I, I kind of thought that she was void of that at this point, but mm-hmm. seeing that conversation and seeing her empathy um, for him, I thought was really beautiful, and I, I loved that when she said. I I brought you to life more mm. than you brought me to life it's because love true. brings you to life. So I thought that was a beautiful. It's very true, and concept. I feel like she helped him make him become the man that he is, for better or worse. I guess, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, but it was, it was really sad. I I don't want to say condescending, but in a way patronizing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, take your romance and your memories, which are. Most kind fiction and go. Stab to the heart. Boom. It's not you, it's me. You painted this whole picture of Lily that was never the person that she was. Like it's not even like she became corrupt. She just she was like a whore, she was in love with somebody and she was like, I just don't wanna I want to continue to live. Mm-hmm. And he offered her a way to do that, but she was never this kind of super nice, frilly, no. demure girl that no. he wanted her to be. So I, I also feel like, okay, maybe learn something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe go for it. You've got, like, your new friend, uh, Dr. Jekyll here. You guys can go 
explore and yeah, yeah go meet someone organically yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. So yeah do you think this like somewhat of a vulnerable kind of conversation with victor will make him change his mind on no. how to go no no i do Lily? not oh no he's he's still obsessed with her he wants her probably yeah. now more than ever because he sees some empathy left in her and he's like i can change her yeah, and he's gonna happen miracles work now too and yeah. his friend has promised like you know i can tame her I can get her to come to you. So I really don't think he's going to give up this soon. Yeah. All right. So I think that takes us to Victor and Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll. I love that pair. Me too. They are a fantastic pair. They are. Like, (laughs) I kind of really love this. And the whole theme of duality with we see Jekyll, because we know his character from the iconic story and whatnot has two sides. And I loved how they brought up the father that Jekyll's father he's has you know animosity between them because if you guys have read the story and whatnot jekyll's father he's always had you know um father issues and which helps spawn all these emotional anger and depression um all, all these mixed feelings and rage between jekyll which also helped cause hyde so we know the father there's father-son issues there and i loved how they did also bring that into penny dreadful so interesting Yes. I think it's just fantastic how they cleverly tie it in in that way. They do a really good job of honoring the origin stories Mm -hmm. and bringing them with such a new life. Like, it's it's always shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But we we learned that Jekyll is a doctor at Bedlam. Mm -hmm. So if you guys don't know what Bedlam is, that's a hospital in London that's actually known for the... they, They specialize in the mentally ill. That cause cray chaos and you know madness. The the mad patients, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. pretty much like the madhouse hospital. That place was silent. crazy. Yeah. it is an insane asylum. Did anyone yeah. else get Tony <laughs> Todd feelings? First of all, Absolute, the set direction yes. was beautiful. Like yes. the whole design of it yes. was oh just stunning. But when they were like, okay, here's an old barber chair to furnace, I was like, <laughs> I was very concerned. I was like, are we gonna be eating people soon? <laughs> or, yeah, slicing people's throats. So, well, you know, um, Sweeney Todd is also. A penny dreadful yep. yeah. stories. Yeah. So um yeah, I literally have Sweeney Todd in <laughs> <laughs> But um I did like that. That's also time. Maybe that's another character we'll see. Oh fingers crossed. Um some songs in there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Demon Barbara Fleet Street. Um I, I also felt like I loved um it seemed like or it kind of reminded me of like an exorcism. I don't oh, know if anybody yeah. else got that. I mean, I, I just kind of, him in the chair and then... The whole injection. Yeah. Oh, my the gosh. Whole thing. That was that really made intense. me cringe. Yeah. Yeah, both of you could not oh, say yeah, it. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Like, what is <laughs> I think we had the exact response <laughs> that they wanted the viewer to have. Mm. It's like, oh, can't even watch it. Um, yes. I liked that one part, though, too, when he was kind of speaking about um, the the patients that lived there, Jekyll, and he they were saying that the angel, or Frankenstein, I think, said the angels look for the light and the beasts look for the dark. And he and Jekyll said, they never see the light, they only see me. Yep. There's a lot so, of control issues in this show. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of different people. It's being like, and you're mine, and they can only see my face. <laughs> I own you. Right. Yes. Well, Jekyll's character... <laughs> In and of himself, he has control issues. That, right. That's, like, the whole theme of him. It's like, he can't control his inner demon. Right. So Perfect for Vanessa. We should set them up. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be an interesting pair. Oh, my. I can't imagine that. Mm. More more problems for Vanessa. <laughs> we'll get to her. Don't worry. But, um, yeah, so the patient it was actually Mr. Belfour. Mm. 
guys don't know who Mr. Belfour is. Um, there's actually a real man um, named Arthur James Belfour. He was a British conservative politician in the UK back in that time. Back in the 18... Um, he lived from like 1840-something to July 1905, I believe. So, um, but he, he was a political figure back then. So, did like, he speak oh, against the queen? Because that was his whole, it was regicide is why he was there. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. I do my own yeah, research. Sure I have probably. He, he was a <laughs> prime minister for the UK. Oh. Got it. So, interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. they're portraying if him as is, Scottish. Yeah. If it is that Mr. Belford that they're referencing hmm. to. Interesting. Yeah. I thought it was, I was like, I, I dig under rocks. So uh-huh. um, I was like, yeah, that, w- that would be a cool tie-in. But what do we think of this Mr. Belfort? He started as a very feral guy, injected the serum into him, and he became lucid and normal. Do you think this plan, this procedure works, actually truly works? I think it's going to wear off. Yeah. yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah, I feel like maybe they'll feel hopeful about it and try it on someone else, and then... That guy will come back, and it's going to be worn off, and they're going to find out it doesn't work, and it's going to create more chaos. That's my yeah. idea. <laughs> Very, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, the story. I mean, <laughs> I'm assuming that's kind of what's going on here, but yeah. we'll see. I think there's a lot more to see with him. It wouldn't surprise me if we kind of got, like, an addict's storyline of, like, you need more and more in order to maintain yeah. the state mm-hmm. longer. Or um, if we have some of the stuff, like, with Victor's, like, where... They start off like, oh, I'm back in Gentle Giant, and then like, oh my god, what's it? it turns into a monster. I also wouldn't be too surprised if we got more of that. Right. Yeah, right. The side effect. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I think this definitely adds hope to Victor, knowing like if this patient worked, it might work with Lily. But Lily's already fairly lucid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's mentally, she's kind of loose in the heads. Yeah. yeah. Physically, not so much. I don't see... I, I would get how he uh, would feel hopeful seeing that, but I just, I don't know how someone like Lily would react to that because she's not crazy, yeah. like, to but that point. Yeah, I also have to remember, Lily's technically dead. Yeah. And this Mr. Belfour guy is still alive. Right. Would so it work it on... A, yeah, a genetic kind of difference there. Interesting point. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The chemical reaction. Is different. I also just think yeah. that it's a very different situation. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. she's like almost like you know she she's almost like possessed her. But I I don't know. I don't really know what the deal is with her because I thought she was kind of possessed, and then this episode I feel differently about her and what her issues mm. are. So we'll see. But we'll see. All right. Anything else about Victor Jekyll and the patient, Mister Belfort? Awesome lab. I want to see that yeah. again. We got it. I wonder what other type of crazy procedures that they'll do. I know. Yeah. Because also we know Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll, he likes to test things on himself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to that point because, <laughs> I mean, it's just fun watching him just try, like, trial and error kind of procedures. But well, you've yeah. got we'll so it. much cool, like, horrific early science. I mean, if you guys watch The Nick at all and you kind of know that era of yeah. medicine. I did the after show for The Nick. There you go. Great show. Um, it's a great show. I, I really hope we get more into that, like, where we're trying to go inside people's brains. And we're doing, like, I really love, like, gruesome, icky, like, near torture stuff. I really want to get into that. That's, like, ten years later, because that was in 1901. Yeah, but it's the same time. Yeah, it's, like, the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. More so. And, like, the advancement of medicine and how people go about different procedures. I like that. 
That'd be interesting. Okay. All right. <laughs> Vanessa. Oh, she's so good. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I think we just, every time we bring up Vanessa, just amazing. Just switch her. Just her. Best. Praise her. She's amazing. All right. Oh, well, so let's start with her and Dr. Seward first. Second therapy session, more so. And I love how Dr. Seward brings out the phonograph and now is actually recording their conversation. Which seems like a bad plan. It's well, definitely yeah. terrible. I mean, Renfield is her. working for Dracula, so it's <laughs> terrible for her. Not I wonder idea. why that came up, though. I felt that was a little forced by the writers. Like, m- maybe they could have found a better way for Renfield to find the information. I mean, I, I just didn't that. think it seemed organic for a therapist to be recording people's sessions that are so private. And I would hate that. <laughs> and it seems like Vanessa would be more switched on than that, mm-hmm. having been through what she's been through. I'm not okay with my biggest, darkest, deepest secrets being yeah, recorded. Yeah. I mean, she did push back a little bit, but I agree in that the minute it came out, I was like, that is going to end poorly. Like, yeah. Yeah. no one's going to mm-hmm. believe her. They're going to think she's crazy as hell if anybody gets their hands on these recordings. And then, of course, you know, we we're all waiting for her to see how he He's going to divulge his information yeah. to Dracula, and there's the answer right there for him. So right. I really think a journal or yeah. anything might have <laughs> been a little more. listening in with the glass on the so door. Many <laughs> <options>. <laughs> so many options. So many options. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, what do you think of Dr. Seward's reaction after Vanessa actually tells her life story she, to her? She's concerned. Mm-hmm. But I love that we get to see her definitely caring for Vanessa. And I think the only reason Vanessa trusts her to begin with is because she does feel connection between them. And and even though Dr. Seward is so stoic and unemotional, I mean, as a therapist needs to be, mm-hmm. or um, I feel that there is definitely a connection. She cares and she wants to help. Well, she was definitely rocked by that story because, I mean, yeah. she's lighting up a cigarette. She, she says, I'm it. trying to quit. I know. But she's like, she needed your story it. just yeah. caused me stress. I have to smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Um, I, I thought it was a genuine reaction from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Granted, Vanessa's been through a crap time. Oh, Vanessa. Yeah, but she was so strong, and she did that for Vanessa, because you can't, after somebody divulges all this information to you, be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you can't <laughs> react wow, to that. Wow, well, that's the worst thing I've ever heard, you know? I, so I, I thought she did what she had to do. She overcame, and she, she kept a, a strong, you know, front on, but then kind of broke down the second Vanessa turned her back. Yeah. Well, so. Vanessa, in fairness, did warn her. It's like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was like, I don't think you believe me. What's yeah, worse but, than murder? It's a lot. Like, never sleep quietly again. Not as you did before. Yeah. Can you believe? Mm. So, well, like, we, we, as the audience now and the fans of the show, we know what Vanessa's story is. Right. But to yeah. see, like, someone else actually fully learn. Because right now, she, um, Dr. Sears, pretty much, other than, you know, um, Maybe not Dorian, but like Malcolm, Victor, and Ethan, they're like the only three people that know what Vanessa's gone through. But to have mm-hmm. another female understand what Vanessa's going through. Particularly yeah. when it's like confessing to an old mentor. Because I, I feel very strongly that though she knows this is not her old mentor, that she's putting her in that place. Like they yeah. have similar uh, mannerisms, mm-hmm. that kind of stern mm-hmm. separation of like, don't get too close to me. Right. <laughs> We're just here to talk. Uh, I think that. letting go of that she seemed lighter Mm -hmm. leaving the office than having gone in therapy works yes it's a healthy thing (laughs) it is even back then Um, but to the point where um dr seward's like just do something that you think will that you believe will make you happy she goes back to the london museum 
which at first was so we exciting. all saw I saw that we all knew that was coming yeah um <sighs> Dr. Sweet. He's a Not little so too sweet. sweet. Yeah, a little too I sweet. I mean, he's still pretty sweet to look at, but yeah. <laughs> he's also evil, which he. Vanessa seems to... Like, at this point, I'm like, but girl, you know what kind of people you attract. Like, yeah. you got one good one. His name was Ethan. He was kidnapped. Yeah, get Ethan back. <laughs> yeah. Can go save I know. Him now. Ethan. I know. <laughs> Ethan has a dark side, too, too. You, you That's get right. I'm yeah, but never towards her. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, True. yeah, he's controlled himself, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think he could. I, I don't think he would ever want to. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time we've seen Ethan Wolf out, like, full on camera? No. Wolf out. No, we've, no. Seen, we've seen it before. I've seen him, like, yeah. oh, I don't know. when he last wolfed out, so. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at how minimal the makeup was, but pleasantly. Like, they did not go, like, as full, like, beast mode. As I expected them to go. Like, we've kind of seen him, we've seen a lot of him, like, in shadows, mm. fighting as a wolf. And mm-hmm. I, I don't remember having like, a clear vision of his face. And I really liked it. It felt old-timey. We've seen mm-hmm. it. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen it a yeah. couple times. Oh, yeah. We didn't even really talk about, um, just really quickly to talk about it. Uh, Ethan in- interacts with Hecate. Yeah. Nightcomer form. So, yeah. she's She's still following him. I love it. Hecate is so interesting to me as just a character and what her motivations are. Yeah. Like, other than power. That's the thing. I don't know. She freaks me out. She comes out of the walls. Oh, my gosh. she's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah, but But I... Don't mess with her. I don't know what's (laughs) going on there I don't know how I feel about her. Something evil. Yeah, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But but we were talking about Dr. Sweet. I I liked um, that whole discussion of... Death Stalker Scorpion. Yeah. Bringing back the Scorpions theme again. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it was like maybe just a little contrived. What that his character still can't remember Vanessa's eyes. Like, no, you know exactly. Who you <laughs> yeah. are. He knows her that I yeah. do, do. Yeah. He's like, no, this this is like the third time you mentioned that you forgot her yeah. name. Like, right. Mm-mm. Nice try, Doctor Sweet. Yeah. You anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we see them actually bonding over, you know. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and um, Joan of Arc. Right. Which is definitely, and I didn't even like really put two and two together. I was like, yeah, Joan of Arc is totally Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah. I thought that was perfect. Like, like, she's oh, close to God. Yeah. She knows where she wants to go and then she dies young and quickly and in a, like, literally in a blaze of glory, like going out singing for a god that she believes and trusts in still, which Vanessa c- can never have again. Yeah, but, like, Joan of Arc was persecuted by, yep. you know, religious people who were against her, and, like, I I just am kicking myself for not putting two together. I know. I know. Yeah, she has that unwavering faith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but Joan of Arc didn't have, like, the best ending either, being burned right. on the stake. But that's maybe Hopefully that's not come. Vanessa's fate either. <laughs> yeah. That'd be bad. But I did like the line with Vanessa when she's talking to Dr. Seward. She's like, um, I don't know who I am without my faith. My faith. Yeah. And God. Yeah. Like, so we obviously know like she still wants it, even though she doesn't have it now. There, there is the possibility that it can come back to her. Yeah, hopefully yeah, save her. Hope so. on her tail. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. it's a good yeah. time to get your faith back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're dating Dracula, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna need a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you know, they go on a little date. 
don't love seeing like her that. soft side. Yeah. I love it. It's so sweet. I mean, you just feel for her because it just never goes right. But it's really a beautiful side. And I mean, as an actress, she just does such a beautiful job playing her duality of her strength when she needs it, but then also her soft, delicate side. I love it. Yeah, and it just reminded me when, you know, they were on their date and the way that Vanessa was looking at him. It reminded me how he how she looked at Dorian during like the Grand Granole mm. scenes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's like there's mm-hmm. something going on there. Yeah. Yeah. She's falling. She's oh, she's falling. She's getting swept up. Not again though. I know. Well, girl. <laughs> He's Dracula. He's cool as a human. He's terrible as a person. I'm really <laughs> hoping Dr. Seward is on it. Like, I'm hoping there's some ancient witchy blood in her, something that she's not telling us, kind of majestic, that, you know, can help guide her away. I'm, I really need someone to be there for her, because she's all alone out there. I think some, at some point she's going to sense something. She kind of did at the end there when she did that turn around. I rewatched that part maybe three or four times to be like, what tipped her off? Yeah, what is it? And I couldn't see anything. Was it like he went into the shadows or something and she couldn't see? Like he was there and then he wasn't? Or was it the guy that was lurking in the shadows already and then we saw him come out? Yeah, but I don't think she saw him. Did she? No, no, no she, she didn't see him. The audience saw him. But yeah. she felt something, as you were saying. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what was it that triggered that? And why her? was that guy following her? She was literally with Dragon. Like, why are you... like? Because you really I think he's his minion. I think he's like his minion that's always just... Where does she yeah. go right but after? But we know from like season one, even like the very first scene with Vanessa, we know that her character can sense evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can right. always sense evil. Yeah. So, like, granted, her radar might be off a little bit. Just a little bit, right? She's gonna get it. She's a little too heavy happy that her radar is off but she does have she still has that innate inkling when she knows evil is near her she's gonna yeah i think she's gonna full-on sense it soon um yeah because we see the little kid vampire and the creepy mm -hmm. adult vampire that's Mm -hmm. still lurking in the shadows oh kid vampire is awesome I really, I don't really like his character. He is freaking terrible. I hate He's him. also really cool. <laughs> I just like interview with a vampire a lot, and the kid vampire is my Such favorite from movie. that too. And I'm hoping we get similar storylines. Yeah. Such a good movie. Um, yes. Hopefully, and I was like, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll see other vampires too. I mean, we did mm. see like that whole slew of vampires last yeah. episode, but like other creatures mm. that Doctor Sweet is using. <laughs> In, in human form? I don't know. But, um... They'll probably all be following Vanessa. Be, <laughs> yeah. But we also see um, Vanessa writes a letter to Sir Malcolm saying, I had taken up an interest in zoology. Mm. Yeah, I wonder like, why Vanessa no. or a zoologist. <laughs> yeah. 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 More so. Yeah. More so. But, okay, I think that takes us to the last final scene. But Master Dracula. And, of course, he's with Renfield. She has, she has told her story. Did the doctor believe it? And give me blood. Oh, this was like so creepy, but so awesome to listen to. Mm. You will be my flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. And then the audience, I love the reveal. It's actually Dr. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. They showed us already. I thought they were going to make they us did. wait a little bit longer. Me too. I know. Um, but I kind of, when he was examining the tiger and saying it needs more nocturnal danger, I felt that was the writer giving us a little wink. To those that didn't see it last week, mm-hmm. that, that he's not quite the the sweet guy, pun intended, that he, he, he pretended to be. He's not as sweet. But yeah, I thought that scene was amazing. I mean, the way it was shot and the, the set and everything, I felt like the, the, um, the vampires looked like gargoyles. 
Yeah. yeah. And I thought it just yeah. looked so gothic and creepy. Um, ugh. Beautiful, though. Yeah. Oh, my no, goodness. In a, in a stunning way. Um, that was quite a scene. Yeah. I thought it was an interesting, like, um, creation moment, because if... Mm-hmm. It's a from a it's a, from a biblical verse and it's when Eve is created of Adam, uh, flesh of my flesh, uh, mm-hmm. bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh is what the Bible verse is. So I thought it was an interesting creation scene to see like this guy is now a full vampire like he will be on her tail. He's going to end. Anything the doctor does do can now kind of be blocked by him or at least reported back by him. So this is gonna be interesting. Well, they also know where Vanessa lives now. Because Dr. Renfield's like, you have to fill out some documentation. Uh, right. Address and right. all that. Right. Yeah, so we now know where you live. Not good. Right. Not red flags. Big alone in that house. Big mm-hmm. alone. Just alone <laughs> in that big house. <laughs> yeah. Vanessa's on her own. Yeah. All right. Um, Anything else about this episode that we may have missed, that you liked, didn't like? Um... I kind of liked, um, this is just a small detail that I noticed, is when the the concubine that they had in the bedroom, Mm. when she woke up, the bells were tolling. And I felt like that was, again, calling back to Tennyson's poem and, you know, just death and mortality, you know, all that. Right, right. And, well, I also liked that because um, we see at the beginning when Renfield was like, I'm glad the bells have stopped. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even Renfield's appearance from, like, this episode to the last episode has drastically changed. Oh, yeah. His behavior, he's more twitchy. Help. He's yes. more, like, erratic. Because you can also see um, Dracula's influence on him now. Big time. Yeah. So, scary. Oh, my gosh. I'm kind of terrified. So good. The season's really should have to be, like, one for the ages. Yeah. I haven't had a season of this I didn't like yet, but I'm really enjoying the drama now that we have fully established characters. And when they said, like, oh, we're scattering them, I'm like, you're breaking up the ensemble. I thought it was going to be such a bad move, but it turned out to be brilliant. It's so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I agreed. I think the one other thing that I thought was strange uh, was at the end of their date with uh, Vanessa and Dr. Sweet when she asks him to go get coffee and then it felt more of a rejection, but really he had to run, I assume, to Mr. Renfield. <laughs> yeah. But it was like poor Vanessa because she had such a fun time. She asked to get coffee after already asking the guy on the date and yeah, then he's like, hmm, maybe, maybe another time. time. She's like, I'm rejected. He definitely tried mm-hmm. to comfort her, though, afterwards. Yeah, like, I think he doesn't kiss. want to lose his connection with her. Yeah, I forget your name again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. better not. We went on a date. Why would yeah. you forget my name again? <laughs> well, that happens. <laughs> but, all right. Excellent episode. Yeah. Every, I mean, every episode of this show is amazing. Keeps getting better. All right. So let's get to predictions, then. Yes. Um, I think that Vanessa... Oh, is there a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for it, but oh, I guess no. <laughs> Creepy theremin music. There we go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> go for it. There, there we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think that uh, Vanessa and Dracula are going to get really close. I think the relationship is going to progress, maybe to even a marriage, and then I think she's going to be... Uh, to find out, and then it's going to be like major trust issues after that but i think i i assume it will be a big stab in the back rather than finding out early on wow oh. that's a big one <laughs> yeah. i didn't even that's get like, coffee joel how about you i think john claire is coming back next episode mm-hmm. and i know that he's on the march back home uh after we saw him leave the boat from last time 
This might He's just, still defrosting right now. <laughs> yeah, this might be hopeful, <laughs> hopeful wishing, but I really need him to go see Claire as that is his only friend in the city, and please protect her. Like, she needs a friend, like, so, like an active in her life, not a therapist, not a boyfriend or anything. She needs a friend who can help, like, her, like, who is this guy? Like, let me run past interference. <laughs> yeah. I need John Claire to be her wingman. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to recite poem. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Another poetry session to calm the nerves. Yes. Um, how about you? I think you're right. I think that they're going to keep getting more and more serious, and then something's going to set her off, I think. I don't Mm -hmm. know when it'll be in their relationship, but um, I think it's such an interesting dynamic, the two of them. I like it. Um, But I also am excited to see what happens with Lily. I think she's definitely going to form this army, as we were talking about. And I'm excited to see kind of how she goes about it with her Mm -hmm. um, soldiers. <laughs> you know what? Uh, to to maybe kind of piggy off of that, um, I think Victor might kill the young girl that Vic um, that they took under her wing to get back up at Lily. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's like, what would that do? I feel like she would just go crazy. Oh, she would lose it. She will not be happy. No. Not touch no. my property. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> might. But hey, I mean, it yeah. might. It might. Oh yeah, yeah. To oh, see that. It. It's like pain, like you caused me pain, so mm. I'm going to cause you pain. I could see that, yeah. I don't know, that kind of went dark, but... <laughs> I mean, oh, it oh. is pretty dreadful. Yeah, it's true. But, uh, yeah, excellent episode. I love this. So good. All right, so in the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Y'all can check me out everywhere at Joel Monique. Hit a black girl nerd. See my latest articles on the stuff. Hey, you guys can find me at Renee Ariel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at the Angela Struck on Twitter and Angela Struck on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Rate, comment, subscribe. Keep up the awesome comments in the in the live chat, in the YouTube, and iTunes. We read it all, you guys, and your predictions are like spot on so far. Yeah. yeah so time. like keep talking to us and we'll keep talking to you. So thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next time. <laughs> Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of Afterbuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principals.